and trains and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live spectrum. What we were trying to say, you got to walk home, walk home, walk home. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at Wadesword. Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to episode 33 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. want to thank you guys for joining me and want to remind you, you can find me on various platforms, including iTunes, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. In addition to that, you can uh, look for sources like Blueberry and others where you can find the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Please subscribe. Also, please make sure you comment and give us some feedback so we know what you like, what you don't like. We are constantly adding new segments, throwing new things up against the wall to see what you guys like. It would really help if you guys tell me exactly what you like. I want to preface the remainder of episode 33 with the fact that Eddie Robinson is a guest on the show today. He's a constant, really a co-host. He's a part of the team. He joins me today, and I'll tell you what, we've had the several technical difficulties, and we lost a big portion of a conversation we had, mostly around the outstanding weekend had by NFL rookie running backs. And you talk about a big weekend for rookie running backs, you look at a guy like Tariq Coleman, 66 yards rushing, 47 yards receiving, and a touchdown. Also, Leonard Fournette hitting the century mark and a touchdown on 24 carries. Dalvin Cook, 22 carries for 127 yards. And uh, topped by all of them with uh, Kareem Hunt's performance against the defending champs, the New England Patriots, with 17 carries for 148 yards and a touchdown. Add to that five receptions and for another 98 yards and two touchdowns. So a busy weekend for NFL rookie running back. So we talked about that. He professed his belief that the Jacksonville Jaguars would compete for an AFC South title. And uh, we got into that quite vigorously. And we discussed the flat performance by the Houston Texans to open the NFL season. So part of that conversation was cut off, but we will join that in progress But right now, I want to hit you with some headlines. And on the other side of that, we'll pick up with the Eddie Robinson conversation. And again, thanks so much for tuning in to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Here is Kalina Satuka with headlines. Hey, Devin. Good to be here. There was tons of news this week. There was a lot to digest in the first full weekend of college and pro football combined. In college football, a number of key early season matchups dotted the landscape, not the least of which was number five Oklahoma's 31 to 16 drubbing of number two Ohio State in the horseshoe. Perennial Heisman candidate Baker Mayfield led the Sooners with 386 yards passing and three touchdowns. But Mayfield wasn't finished as he attempted to plant an OU flag on the Ohio State 50-yard line. Defending Heisman Trophy winner Lamar Jackson and his number 17 Louisville Cardinals blazed through the North Carolina defense en route to a 47-35 win over the Tar Heels. Jackson passed for 393 yards and three touchdowns 
and ran for another 132 yards and three more touchdowns, making him an early favorite to repeat as the Heisman winner. The reigning national champs, the number four Clemson Tigers, defeated the number 13 Auburn Tigers in bruising fashion, winning 14 to six. In MLB news, it's all about the Cleveland Indians. Monday night, the Indians enjoyed an 11-0 thrashing of the Detroit Tigers to take their MLB-leading 19-game winning streak. During the course of this stretch, which is the third longest since 1947, the Indians have outscored their opponents 132-32 to with six shutouts. The defending pennant winners now have the best record in the American League, surpassing the Astros. Finally, Sloane Stevens came from virtually nowhere to win the U.S. Open, defeating fellow Americans Venus Williams and Madison Keys. Stevens was ranked 934th last month and 83rd entering the tournament. This is the first Grand Slam for the 24-year-old. For what's happening in the NFL, let's go to Devin and Eddie. Yeah, so you have to realize if, if you're saying Dwayne Brown isn't going to be part of your plans for the next two or three years when you're realistically trying to make a move to the playoffs and the Super Bowl and those type of things, then you let them sit at home. But if you're going to do that, you have to come up with a protection scheme, change some things. You still have to manage it because you can't let your young quarterback just go out there in the heat of the battle and just start taking a whole bunch of shots. I get a sense that they are they feel limited in what they can do with Deshaun Watson. Obviously, he hadn't mastered it in the way that Savage has, but it just – it's just more egg on the face uh, of Bill O'Brien. But we'll talk a little bit more about them as we go forward. New England Patriots, New York Giants, a bunch of teams laid eggs. Talk a little bit about what you saw from from New England. Well, I mean, New England, they'll get it together. I mean, they gave up a whole lot of points. But, of course, Kareem Hunt has had an extraordinary day. You would like to think, if you're a Patriots fan, of course, that they're not going to have 15 more weeks of that. I mean, they've shown that they know how to win 8, 9, 10 games in a row I don't think it's a big need for concern. If anything, it's a motivational thing. You know, Belichick is going to spin it to get everybody on the same page, and and they can start off two and two or whatever. And they'll come on. They're in the they're in the AFC East. They're probably going to win it unless something just ridiculously funny happens on the way. Oh yeah, to well the, that's a, that, now that is a the one of the worst. If the AFC South is not the worst, it's definitely the AFC right. East. With no Ryan Tannehill in, in Miami. Uh, look, Buffalo is Buffalo just whatever, and the Jets yeah. are just uh, spinning their wheels. Uh, it, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. it's close, but I, I mean, probably the worst because we see it more out. It's easy to say the South, but man, really, no, nah, it's the FC East. But I think they, the, that's the, just the biggest thing from the Patriots realizing that their goal every year is to win a Super Bowl, they're that type of franchise. And to win a Super Bowl, you would think this year especially that they have to get home field advantage. And so giving away a game, they didn't give it away because Kansas City is a good, formidable what, 42 opponent. 42 points and, what, 500 yards plus right. of total offense. That's never happened to Bill Belichick. Correct. And I think – But it still counts as one loss. So that's, Yeah, but uh, again, that, that that's exposure. You're exposed with Julian Edelman going out. It's Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan. These are the guys that you you're counting on. Yeah, but you still have Cooks. I mean, he's a new player, but he'll he'll be he'll a work big his time. way. I mean, in. trust me, he's trying to go to New Orleans. He's you gonna, got Gronk. He's gonna get off the bus running deep routes. I mean, they better get in your back pedal, just line up thirty yards deep because he he wants to score touchdowns this, in, in the Superdome. A couple things so. about the Patriots, and, and and we'll get more into them as as we move forward, but. Uh, I will say this. I'm taking Adrian Peterson and and or Mark Ingram for my fantasy uh, league this week uh, on my on my DraftKings because I think that that's a porous defense, and I'll get more into the uh, New England Patriots. Uh, also, the L.A. Rams, a big win. 
Um, embarrassing, probably the worst team in all the football in the Indianapolis Colts. Andrew Luck out for week one, already ruled out for week two. That is, oh, man, that's so bad for, for football. That's so bad for the division, and it's certainly so bad for the Indianapolis Colts. So, Well, I think, Andrew Luck, you just take a mulligan on the year. I mean, the team isn't there yet this year anyway unless he's at full strength. And if he's not at full strength, why come up? why come out there and risk any further injury. Yeah, I might it's, sit him down for the year I'm, until I'm, I address that offensive line. I'm looking at this like line. the same year when David Robinson could have came back and didn't, and then they picked up Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan and they went on and they went on to continue the you know win the championship. And so, I mean, if I'm Andrew Luck, if I can't make the first six, then I'm gonna sit out the next ten. And that's a franchise decision. I think that's right. the right and, decision. And then I get a high, I get a, a high pick, and we make things happen. And you move forward. It's so. a shame that they've not protected such an asset at the quarterback position. Oh, they've yeah, not you, done you, you anything. Should, you should draft a couple offensive line. I mean, you, you got to when you have that type of guy who you're paying that type of money to free agents, and especially you know he's the guy. You know, it's, it's certain guys on certain teams. If they get hurt, the season's over with. Look, you can make Period, that call. Blank, make know. that call to Dwayne Brown to the Texans about <laughs> Dwayne Brown. Well, with that, I want to go to a segment we call This or That. The choice is yours. You can get with this or you can get with that. You can get with this or you can get with that. In this segment, I give you two choices, Eddie. Two teams or two players or two situations to choose from. And you tell me this one or that one. Let's start. We talked a little bit about Clemson a little bit earlier, a few minutes ago. Which one would you pick, Clemson or Oklahoma? Because obviously we're going to say Alabama is still the class of college football after they're dismantling. Florida State, and you have other teams that are really good, but Clemson or Oklahoma after this weekend? I mean, after this weekend, I'm going to go with Clemson because, I, like I said earlier, I, mean, I just think that they're showing me that for the team that's not in the SEC that they can line up and play that type of football that you have to play, which is, you know, physical, downhill. We're going to run the ball on third and three, third and four. And that's how you tell the makeup of a team. Third and three, do you run or do you pass? If you pass, you're a finesse team. If you run, <laughs> then you're a running team. We're trying to go at you. And I think Clemson can can be that type of team. Big test this weekend going against Louisville. They'll have to chase the guy all around the field, you know, Heisman Trophy winner. So it should be a great matchup for them. But I, I think going forward that, that they're playing with a lot of confidence. Well, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to pick OU. The way that OU defense played, 31-16 drubbing of the number two team in the country on their home field. Baker Mayfield had a phenomenal game, 386 yards passing, three touchdowns, but then he plants the flag at the 50-yard line. I mean, Oklahoma, look, I'm from Texas, so I don't, you know, obviously as a Texan, we don't root for the Okies for anything, and I'm not necessarily rooting for them, but I think that they are – Clearly, at least the number two team in the country, the way that defense played the other night. Now, Clemson struggled early offensively. You have to re- replace a guy right. in LaShawn. You, you expect and, that. It's going to take Deshaun a couple Watson. weeks to get up to speed. And, right. and that Auburn team really played well defensively on the road. But, again, you're talking about a road win against the number two team in the country versus a home win against a, a number 13 team in Auburn. So I'm going to go with Oklahoma. Let's talk about uh, and this or that, Rams or the Cleveland Browns. Rams come up with a big win at home over the woeful Indianapolis Colts. The Browns, they lose, but they lose in a very credible way with Deshaun Kaiser, quarterback. Who, uh, who has a better upside, the Rams or the Browns this season? 
You know what? That's that's a tough one, but I'm gonna have to go with the Browns just because you know they have my guy Greg Williams there. I know what he brings to the table defensively. You know, you got Peppers. I mean, they they've quietly been adding a lot of pieces just to get them to this point. You would think in the AFC Central, which is always a tough division after the Pittsburgh, everybody and, and else north, is, the North now. Yeah, it's, North. It used yeah, to be North. Central. Yeah, I'm still old school, but but you, <laughs> you're, you're trying to decide well, who's going to be that second tier team. You got Isaiah Crowell. Right. I mean, you're kind of building that that the old you know in the AFC Central back in the day, you had to have good defense, a big physical running back, and I see Cleveland is kind of becoming that type of team in the AFC North, which is what Pittsburgh is. You can say all oh, what you want about. You know, Ben Roethlisberger, we throw the ball. We make big plays with Brown. But at the end of the day, Pittsburgh can line up and they can get a yard and they can play physical defense when they want to, you know. So. Well, they're going to have to really upgrade defensively Steelers all this year. But I I'm think I'm going to go with the Rams, and I'll tell you why. Because you have one win, but you also have two games against the 49ers. So there should be two more wins. So if the Browns in their division, Cincinnati looked woeful. They looked awful, but at the same time, you know they'll turn around. They'll probably turn around at home this Thursday versus the Texans. So I am going to say the Rams just because they have two guaranteed wins. But you still have Phoenix and Seattle. So, I mean, the Rams don't just – it's not – I mean, they'll lose those four. But I I would say this. I thought that Jeff Fisher – and I saw the Rams play last year against the Saints, talk with Greg Williams and those guys. I thought they were, like, right there. I mean, they were were right there and – and everything he was doing the last couple years, you could see it happening. But, of course, at some point, the management is like, all right, it ain't, it ain't happened yet. So it may have just been one of those things where, you know, the people and the players were in place and now they're ready to take off. Because the, yeah, quor- the quarterback, was he just wasn't ready last year. And I think golf, this year he's going to be ready. So. Yeah, golf is a guy that, that they're starting to talk a lot about. Mm-hmm. So they're really excited about him in L.A. As much as they're going to be excited about anything. If you sit, looked at the crowds in San Francisco and L.A., they were like, oh, man, it was like tumbleweed. I it's posted still, it's a, still beach weather. Give them time. I, yeah, Give I post, time. Well, it's always beach weather in California. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> so, finally, in this or that, the New England Patriots, who lost, or the Dallas Cowboys, who won at home. If you had to roll with one, moving forward, better chance to go to the Super Bowl moving forward, this or that. Patriots or Cowboys? I mean, I'm going to still say the Patriots. I mean, and that, trust me, I'm not a big Patriots fan, but I am a Tom Brady fan. And I just, as long as he's in the lineup and Belichick is there, you got to give those guys kudos that they're not going to panic off a, a home game loss. I mean, they could be 13-1. and one And, wow, I remember way back when when they lost to Kansas City. So, I'm I'm still going to go with the Patriots. I think that I so am. I'm going to force you to pick the Cowboys. Well, I didn't. I could side <laughs> with you, but I'm not. Because this goes to something I was going to say about the Patriots earlier my bold prediction is this is my bold prediction that this is the beginning of the end for tom brady it's, it's just about over for tom brady uh, we saw that in the first half so of the what, Super Bowl. what would make you say that 16 to 39 in addition to that what he did in the first half of the super bowl was was he was horrible but who cares about looked, the first half looked, when you oh, look at what he did in the second but half? what he did was he got a, a heaven sent catch by julian edelman oh, that is, that was a david tyree like catch and, if, and, and if, you had a, a atlanta team that gave them the super bowl with all of these stupid but miscues. if not for eli manning with the two heaven sent catches that he had in both of okay, his victories we can do this then, you then want. tom brady if, would have what seven wins and if marshawn lynch runs the football on the one yard line like everybody in the world expected 
they would have lost that one. And if so, Atlanta so bounces out, if Atlanta on a third and short doesn't drop by the seven step drop and get sacked, or get a holding penalty, then and then again, so yeah, we could play that so, game. So in other words, they lost two, they should have won. He could be, and he they could won be like two, the LeBron, and they won two, they should have lost. Right, right. Exactly. So, so he's right where he should be. Well, five yeah, wins uh, is pretty good. Yeah, five well, out of seven. Is that what? He, that yeah, well, he would have been LeBron at had, had Marshawn Lynch got the football and. <laughs> <laughs> and and White and those guys would have now, done. but I I don't see I don't see Peyton. I mean I don't see. Uh, I think it's I don't think this will be the last year. I think next year will be the last year. I think. He's, well, man, he's. he's I mean, getting, and I know he's. Uh, he's getting ancient. at the end of that rope. I mean, with no doubt. But, but I think we will clearly where, he will take a step back from the elite quarterbacks, and we will clearly have a different type of conversation about. Well, and Tom I, Brady I think that's forward. why you made the trade for a Brandon Cooks because before it was always Tom Brady. And I'm gonna make all of these average wide receivers look good. Well, I think now he needs to have a big like. If you're the Patriots, you have to go out and get a big play number one receiver who can make plays. For Tom Brady, as opposed to me, Tom Brady making you look good because he's getting older. So he has just made to throw the ball up, and you just go get it and make me look good. He's he's never really had that except for when he had Randy Moss. Every, right. You can't even name me the receivers that Tom Brady had. None of them well, make Deion the Pro Branch, Bowl, but none of them make guys. the Pro Bowl. They're all good, high quality starters, but none of them have been a Pro Bowl. Somebody's going to trade for this guy type of guy. None of them ever, except for Randy Moss. That's right. it. Think right. about it. So I mean, he's done a whole lot with a whole little from the I receiver mean, that's position. Why he's one of the greatest, but we, we have one seen. of one of come on, man. One of, I who mean, else, who else would you pick over Tom Brady? Joe Montana, yeah, Joe uh, Montana I mean, with the four rings with the super team. He had Jerry Rice. If Tom Brady would have had Jerry Rice, but he and had Taylor, Bill Belichick. Are you kidding me? Bill Belichick probably the greatest coach Bill ever in Belichick football. Bill Belichick never thrown a pass. You mean? But 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 again, who? Steve, I mean, Bill Walsh. Name the greatest. Bill Walsh. Oh, he's a great offensive. Okay, mind. so Joe Montana had everything that Tom Brady had plus some. Well, no, but uh, no, uh, but he has a better coach in this era. Think about this. Bill Walsh was the best coach in his era. He 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 went from nutrition to game planning to he, he totally revolutionary revolutionized the sport in his era. But but so you saying Bill Walsh is a better coach than Bill Belichick? Absolutely. Really? Bill Walsh was you were making more, news. Bill Walsh was made way more detailed than Belichick. I mean, just think about. The way I he, cannot believe you the way saying he, this. The way he moved from where the game was. You go, I tell you, go look, I mean, at, we, we've go had, look at the 30 for 30 on Bill I Walsh. understand okay, it, but, but also Sid Gilman opening up the passing game. There are a lot of guys along the way that, yeah, that revolutionized Walsh, I mean, the game. He, he got Buddy a whole Ryan, West Coast, the 46 he defense. He started a whole West Coast offense. People are still running those same I plays 30 years later. Sprint right option on the goal line. They they run it from a million formations. They do the same concepts. Nobody has changed them I understand for 30 it. years. I understand on, it, man. but Belichick has gotten it done and won those championships. So, you know, that's a different debate. But again, he's he's among the great quarterbacks in the NFL. In top the NFL. three, because top three, yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. and right, he, we, we can, I mean, he's number one or two. Okay, all right, that, I, I, mean, I, I can no, live with. I can live with he's that. Number one or two. And I mean, he's one or you one. You can talk about Elway or Marino and those guys who be, didn't didn't win the big one. Can't, well, Elway did in, twice, uh, and a lot of years twice he, on the he was on the downstroke and that he didn't even. Okay, he, he well, who did he got the MVP both times? Come on, who was his who his receivers? His best receiver was what Vance Johnson up church. Come on, he had. No, he didn't play. Upstairs was Craig Morton, man. Come on. <laughs> so, anyway, so that is it for this or that. And the final segment with you before we go to break 
is something we started a few weeks ago. Wifey side piece of crazy ex. Mm. So you got. I'm gonna give you three. Who's gonna, who you gonna wife up? Who's your side piece, and who who you have to let go because it's just too too crazy. In other terms, you can call it start bench or cut. But I like the wifey side piece or crazy ex. Let's start with the running backs. Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook, with Leonard Fournette. Who are you wifing? That's a tough one, but I I would probably have to go with Kareem Hunt, and I'm gonna tell you why because. I just think the offensive philosophy of what they're going to do with him because he's the guy that can do it out of the backfield. And if one thing they know how to do, they know how to not only run the football in Kansas City, but I think his ability to to not only make plays coming out of the backfield will be huge and also that to go along with the running game. So you have a guy that's a dual threat. I mean, I think that he just has the potential to be like the premier back out of all the rookies this year. From well, what, you know what? what he showed the first game, which is only one game, right. and, and that's how you—that's all you Correct. have to work with. I'm gonna go with a guy that I feel like, and I called it beforehand, the rookie of the year. I'm gonna go with with Dalvin Cook. Now, I will say this: at Leonard Fournette, I've kind of written off because injuries and playing in Jacksonville. Unlike you, I didn't have them competing for the division, so uh, <laughs> I, I thought they were. Uh, a team that I've been liking for the last couple of years, but they haven't been able to to deliver. And I thought that they would let down Leonard Fournette. And I don't think that that's necessarily over with. I just think the Texans defense was they, – they were awful Sunday. I don't think Watt looked particularly good. They were beat up. And you have a team in the Texans that have four concussions. But as it pertains to running back, I am wifing Dalvin Cook. So who's your side piece? Uh, the side piece had to be Dalvin Cook because I think he showed – that he has the explosion, he can run downhill. He got stronger as the game went on. If you look at those carries in the first half, the Saints played pretty good defense against him. But in the second half, he still had a change of speed, a burst, and he showed me a lot in that game. I mean, I think and he ran wide on them. Yeah, he was, he, able, to to the he was able to get to the corner. He caught a couple passes, and so I think he's going to be an integral part of that offense going forward. I don't know how much success the team would have. Man, you have, what eight, nine wins? You know, they're they're a five hundred ball club. It's nowhere I think Sam Bradford is that good. The Saints made him look he's like a, good. He, he's, he's better not than that people. Good. Trust me, well, he's not I mean, that the good. The Saints have been awful defensively. Yeah, I, thought I mean, they had they so many guys running, running. He did a good job of hitting the wide open receivers. So let's say that. And they, they, won't, were, they won't be Stephon that open Diggs. next week, right? Yeah, Stephon Diggs is a guy I like. So I, I go with Kareem Hunt as my side piece because he's the Westbrook type uh, that that Andy Reid had in Philadelphia, a guy that can catch out of the backfield and run the football. So we both so agree. Why, but why wouldn't you want him to be your main guy if he can catch out of the backfield and run the I mean, football? He can, uh, well, I mean, because Dalvin Cook, I think, is, is was a stud in college. And I know, okay, yeah, Kareem Hunt did it at, what, Akron? I don't even know who they play. I don't know what conference in. One thing is consistent. If you could make them miss in college, you could make yeah, them miss well, in the pros. Not necessarily. <laughs> I'm telling we you. have a lot of make misses in college <laughs> that didn't. Didn't make it into the pros, so I'm going to go with, with him. Dalvin Cook is a more traditional, proven runner, and I just think – I just like him. Proving I, they're both rookies. What are you talking but I'm, about? Well, proving that Florida State playing in the biggest games, on the biggest stages, he delivered. That's what I'm saying. He didn't play against whoever the Akron Zips play against. I don't even – what, what, uh, Bowling Green or, oh, I, I tell you or what. Central you, Michigan? You go, ahead and, go ahead and take Dalvin Cook for the wifey. You'll be divorced after three years. <laughs> and then Kareem Hunt will get a big contract in <laughs> the four years. Because Kareem Hunt – I mean, with Kareem Hunt with Andy Reid, he knows how to use that type of guy. 
I mean, like you said, he's going to have him out the backfield. And he's a total mismatch for linebackers. So when you start having to put safeties in the game to cover this guy, then he can run the football against the safety. I mean, he has a lot of potential. I didn't know he can do so much in the passing game. That's what makes me put him ahead of Dalvin Cook. Now, if it was just the running ability, I, I probably would go with Cook. Now, we agree that for, for both of us, uh, Leonard Fournette is the crazy ex, so we got have, have to cut him loose. Let's shift gears and go to Major League Baseball. Man, the Cleveland Indians have been – Absolutely incredible. The Dodgers had a run, and the Astros were consistently the best offense and one of the best team, the best team in the AL until this past week. So, I, of the three teams, the yeah, LA I mean, Dodgers, the Cleveland Indians, uh, the Houston Astros, who's wifey, who's side piece, and who's the crazy ex? Yeah, well, I mean, the wifey has to be the Indians. I, I think we can get that one out the way and agree with it. I mean, they're what, 19, 19 straight and counting? And I mean, counting. It's just, the the thing about it, will they be like the Colorado Rockies? who shoot all the bullets before the playoffs and before the World well, Series. Well, that's what it's looking like is happening to the Dodgers. Right, because, you I mean, baseball is one of those games. You just It's a streaky sport. You can't be hot all season long. If, if you're a 300 hitter, if you start off at 400, you're going to start hitting 200. You, at right. the end of the season, you're going to be what you are. So I don't know if the Indians may just be peaking just a, just a month too early. I think, you know, with the Astros, uh, their bats have cooled off. They lost four straight. And so – I'm going to wipe, like you, I'm going to wipe the Cleveland Indians, and they have gotten the better of the Astros early in the season, although they don't play. They haven't played in a long time. They won't Correct. play anymore in the regular season. Uh, the side piece is the interesting thing. Uh, are the, is the side piece the Astros with Verlander, Mabin, and you think that they're going to get their bats together heading into the postseason, or do you go with the Dodgers as your side piece? Who, who are you choosing? I, I'm going to put the side piece as the Astros, and then I, and I'll tell you why. It's because of because they picked up Verlander. If they didn't pick up Verlander, then I, I wouldn't have this opinion. But if they can just kind of squeeze and hold on to that number one seed then they would have well, to they, they, they lost it this last week so they're, they're the second but, seed right now yeah but it's it's cleveland can't continue to win every game right. obviously. i mean it's just it's just it's amazing that they've, they've they've gotten this hot but the astros i think they're in a position where they won't have to play they're not going to go from two to three now that that can't happen as long as they stay at one or two that means that they won't have to play cleveland until the alcs right so that gives Cleveland a chance to go through the ALDS, wherever they're going to play, and and hopefully they'll cool off by the time the Astros have to play them. And by then, I would think, you know, it's so up and down. It's like I don't mind the Astros having small slumps here or there, you know, win one, lose it's one, a back bad and time forth. To slump, though. Yeah, but it, it's not slumps. It's just a matter of four straight to the worst, one of the worst teams in baseball. Yeah, but it is, it's okay. It's, it's baseball. You're not going to. Sometimes you can hit the ball hard and nothing. You have nothing to show for. Sometimes you can hit bloopers to third base and you three for three. It's just it's just one of those sports. I think overall the Astros are still a pretty good team and. They're they're kind of coming together from a pitching standpoint, and you got to Verlander is that X factor that makes me say that when they get into a seven game series, I like the first three guys that they can that they can start the series off with, and I think we have enough speed and tangibles defense. You got Mabin and center. You have a lot of other things that the Astros can they can find a way to win the game. As lovely as that sounds, I remember 1998 when Randy <laughs> Johnson came look, and how look he electrified forward. this city. Look forward, right? I mean, hey, if, if you to, to see where you're going, you have to look at where you've been. <laughs> and so I, I think I'm gonna go with the Dodgers as my side piece because again, not only do the Astros have to right the ship, they have to right the ship and defeat the Cleveland Indians. And right now, I. Even before all of this, I thought the Cleveland Indians were a bad matchup for the Astros. So I'm going to go with the Dodgers. You have to get past 
of course, the Cubs and 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 Arizona, the team, and also the Nationals and, and the Nationals. So, so I mean, the Dodgers are in a situation where they they have been the hot team, but they're not hot now. And then you can have, they write the ship? You have so, other teams that are getting hot at the right time. And baseball is all about who's hitting the ball in October or who's pitching really. You, right. You got to right. have one or two things. You got to have some really great pitching, or you got to have some some guys that get hot. Well, so. we'll we'll see how that goes. So you say the Dodgers is your side piece. I say the Astros are mine. And but you finally, know that side that side piece and the crazy X, they always switch spots all the time. Anyways, <laughs> I mean, you know. sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. All right, who will rebound and have a good season? The Bengals, the Texans, or the New York Giants? Who is uh, who's your your wifey, your side piece, and uh, who's your crazy X? And, and if you want to throw the Saints in the mix, because I know you're a Saints fan, you can throw them in the mix somewhere too. I would, I would I would have to say the Giants would be the team that I would think would rebound just because Odell Beckham wasn't there and he brings such an added dimension to the team and Eli I mean he's streaky he's he's on and off this may be a season that he's on who I don't think he knows it just happens or it doesn't happen for him but it hasn't happened a number of years so odds are that it's time for it to happen again so I, I would say the Giants are the team that can get it going well I think I think the Giants are in a little bit of trouble. Because in that division, you had the Redskins, you have the Eagles, who you are just a mystery to me. I can never figure out the Eagles. And then you have, obviously, the Dallas Cowboys. I think the team that has the best shot of riding the ship, oh, wow. I, I, it's, I picked it's, the Giants. It's nothing that you really like. <laughs> it, it, after week one, it's not a lot to like. You can't pick the uh, Texans. I, I guess I'm going to wife. I'm going to still wife the Giants. Okay. I'm gonna still wife the After Giants all the because you just said. I know because <laughs> and the reason why is because that they went four and two in the division last year. They, they, so they, this, this for some reason they 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 compete really good against the division teams. And, and you know that division is gonna beat each other up. So it'll be there'll be an opportunity, right? An opportunity for the Giants to get back in. The Bengals, I think, uh, have playoff potential if they can get squared away. But a home loss to Baltimore, the way they lost in Week One. I think that will make them my side piece. I mean, is Marvin and, Lewis finally gonna? Lose nah, his I job? mean, nah, nah. I, I mean, think, but he has such a group of just like you're talking about a Raiders type team where it's just guys that I mean, Burfick is out, right? He's suspended or whatever. Yeah, I mean, with him and Pac-Man Jones were your captains. I mean, come on, it's like <laughs> so. Who wants to go coach that bunch? And of guys? he had Joe Mixon on the bench, right? I mean, it's just. Ugh, I, I think they'll be okay. I, I don't think nobody else could coach him but Marvin Lewis. They'll be one and one. <laughs> After the first two weeks, and 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 again, and that's a division where they'll split. They can go on the road in Baltimore and win. Yeah, they can beat and, and, anybody. And, yeah, but yeah, they, they can lose to anybody. It's right, just, they can lose on a, a personal foul on the last play of the game when they should win. So, they, I, and I think you know the Texans are the side piece because again, the offensive line woes. You may have to go with a rookie quarterback, which looks like you're going with a rookie quarterback, and that just doesn't. It, even though I like Deshaun Watson, I just didn't. This is not the time. I would not have played him. I would have let Tom Savage get beaten like, <laughs> like the side of beef and rocket. You know what I mean? I would have just let him take blows, and I would have let Deshaun Watson come in sparingly. Because now, what do you do? So if you go in and get this kid beat up, or if he doesn't play well because he doesn't have time, what do you do? You five or six games in, say if you one and five, one and six, what do you do? What did you do? I mean, O'Brien is going to panic at some point. Well, so you he know he'll probably he, yank he it. panic by the time you put Deshaun Watson in. I mean, well, yeah, he, 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 it takes yeah. a half for him to panic. Right. And, a half of football right. to panic. And, and, and that to does me, not that to me, means, that doesn't, that does, as, as a player, 
And even as a coach now, coaching coaching kids, I was never the guy. If you take a bad three point shot, I'm gonna take you out the game. That's basketball, though. But That's but me. but the same with football. If you miss a tackle, or you give up a player, you blow a coverage. You don't sit a guy down because you have to let. Well, him. And it wasn't a lot of his fault. He held on to the ball a little bit too long. But again, let's 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 put this in perspective in a way that Bill O'Brien didn't seem to. You have. DeAndre Hopkins, but you don't have your starting left tackle. You have a trash offensive line that you have not been able to build. In addition to that, where are your other receivers? So, and, and then so you as get a player, the, so you, so as a coach, you have to, and they, and they have to do the same thing with Deshaun Watson. You have to adjust your play calling. You may want to go seven step drop and run an eighteen yard post. You have to run a five yard slant and an eight yard curl. And I agree with you, that. You have he to didn't do a lot to help his out guy. Of his hand. You got and always have a running back swinging. Hey, dude! If he's not open, he's not open. Throw it Check to him. Check down, so you, Charlie. Yeah, you gotta. You it, which I mean, that saved Steve McNair until he got a, a good grasp of it. But it's hard. Offensive coaches have egos, and their their ego is we want to score a lot of points, almost more than they want to win the game. And the object is, if you scored eight points, just win the game. You don't have to score a lot of points all the time. And keep in mind, this is still a good defense that the Texans have. And they we won't didn't see any No, no, but they won't be a very good defense when it's three and out, three and out, turnover, turnover. A good defense is a defense that can play 55 good hard plays as opposed to 80 plays. You want to know why the Falcons gave up the lead in the Super Bowl? They played too many plays. If you keep giving me because extra shots, extra football. shots, extra shots, correct. So, I mean, the, the, the Texans go, are going to have to Devontae get into, Freeman. hey, you know what? We may not get a first down, but we're going to get three good plays and we're going to get a good punt and we're going to play defense and we'll just, they're going to have to start managing the game totally different, especially with a running quarterback, with, with a young quarterback. But it comes fired. down to egos at that point. Bill O'Brien needs to be fired. No, so, see, now you panicking like the coach. No, you I'm wanna, not. You this is, fire this the is coach consistent. And everything. This is, if you this quarterback guru, so say say if you Jeff Fish and you just this defensive guy, you have every excuse in the world to not find a quarterback because you that's not what you do. But you mm-hmm. if you this quarterback genius, this this quarterback guru, this whisper of quarterbacks, and you can't <laughs> you have all offseason and you can't prepare this guy to the point where you have to pull him in the first half, and this is not the first time he's done this, right? Because you he well, did it la- the, last the, year. The thing to me, if I'm the owner. I mean, owners, I mean, they're looking at profit margin. It, the, the Osweiler thing is not so much that we traded for the wrong guy. I paid the guy a whole lot of money. But who, and whose call was that? Was that Rick Smith's call? Was that Bill O'Brien's call? We Or was that McNair's call? No, we don't, sure we don't know. McNair's call. I don't know. That, that's what it, I mean, we can yeah. almost guarantee. He probably looked at him and said, hey, man, he looks like he goes to church. No, nah, I don't you know think so. I, mean? <laughs> I don't think so. And, and so that'll do. So wait a minute, just to clarify. You you wifing up who the Giants? I'm going with the Giants. It's they're, they're like the best of the worst, and then and then, uh, you, and, and then your side piece is, uh, is the, bang, the Bengals and then the Texans. Yeah, so I'm going to leave my Saints out of there. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, what, I'm a season ticket holder, so I have to. I, I can't comment on that because I do want to ask I'm too you one involved thing. in it emotionally. So <laughs> I do want to ask you about the glare and exchange that was visible in super nah, slow motion. It was nothing. Well, was I would nothing. tell you this. When I saw Adrian Peterson look like that, it made didn't make me want to go clean my room. <laughs> you know I, mean? I knew he was gonna say that. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go do the dishes and clean my room. Yeah, no, Daddy. Cause, cause he'll I'm the, sorry, Daddy. Plus he'll pull the strap out on you. So it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, not, it's not just a look. It's, yeah. it's a follow up with that look. It's some corporate punishment some coming parents, behind that some look. Some parents just got a look, and then when you bluff them, they like, well, okay, but now nah, he has no. A, that was the look. But, but I, I thought I thought that was just the media trying to find something to you know write about. We need we need a big story on Monday morning. 
But I mean, well, I just think the visual played into what they, you know, what if it bleeds, it leaves, and you had a, a visual, you don't know. And and Adrian Peterson addressed it in the post game. Said, Nah, he, he said I could have been saying I love you, right? But but if you do, like you, you love and I hard, talked about bro. The, a lot of the, a lot of the average fan, they don't they don't understand the dynamics of. I know it's a whole lot of cussing out, and I mean, one thing I I, I learned from Buddy Ryan, he's like, don't take anything personal on Sunday. Right. Like, we are trying to win the game. We're not caring about feelings. So you may cuss me out. I may cuss you out. I may push you. You may push me. We are trying to win the game. We'll apologize on Monday. You know, because you He you didn't apologize to Kevin Gilbride. Nah, but you get some players <laughs> and you're like, you're like, hey, man, you need to go do this. Well, why I need to got MF or you need to do that? Then just do it. Don't ask me why. We're trying to win the game. We'll we'll figure it out and kumbaya and apologize. But it, it, the apology is going to sound so much better if we win. If we lose, then it's not going to be as good. So just win the game. And both of those guys are passionate about winning. It was, it's nothing. So. I don't think it's anything either, but, yeah. Got us talking about it, so hey. Yeah, and it's, it's fun, fodder. Um, but, yeah, I, I would uh, – I'm glad that this that look happened before his case because I'm telling you what, <laughs> that was an intense <laughs> look, bro. Hey, want to thank you for joining us coming up uh, in the second half of the show, Kalina with the sports entertainment feature sports e and also we the people coming up ed how can they get in touch with you oh, i'm just at at e rob 50 real simple on instagram that's my main method of sending out messages here and there well hey man i certainly appreciate you joining us although some of the stuff we i could not disagree with more but i always love the perspective and uh, obviously you are a thoughtful former nfl guy you you think about these things but i don't know what you're thinking with jacksonville but we'll we'll see how that plays out and i'm sure you'll join us here in the in the future yeah, just, too. just said you heard it here first <laughs> you heard it well we'll we'll, we'll put, pay attention go to, go to vegas bet a hundred dollars you you'll be happy come uh january and i forgot you did play for the I jacksonville, jacksonville yeah yeah maybe a little little yeah. jaguar bias there yep. Absolutely. Hey, thanks a lot. Coming up, second half of the show with Kalina. This is Sports Talk with Devin Wade, episode 33 on iTunes, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. Episode 33 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Want to thank my man E-Rob 50, Eddie Robinson, for joining us. Although I just don't know what to say about the whole Jacksonville thing. But want to bring in Kalina again. Hey, hey. Um, You know what? Uh, we're going to get into some sports, E, but I want to get into the We the People segment. This is where we uh, run a poll question on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and the the group page, actually, and get your feedback and see what you guys have to say. In the near future, we'll start recording certain comments from you guys and incorporating those into the podcast. Well, the poll question was this. We talked about this boycott. A lot of people were adamant about it. They're passionate about boycotting the NFL until Colin Kaepernick has a job. 
And I asked people after week one, did you boycott the NFL? Like many of you said you would. I have a, a number of responses. Many of the responses were people who had already said they were going to boycott. And I got a, a few private messages because I said, <laughs> I told people, hey, look, if you don't want to, because people feel pressured by that. Some people feel like, oh, if I don't, you know, I don't want to offend people by saying I did watch the NFL. But, you know, they want to reach out and say, well, yeah, I, I did watch the NFL. Because some people feel guilty or they feel like they're not doing their part for the cause. And, and again, those are the bigger discussions that we can get into. But what would you think the percentage would be of the people who said they did boycott? Of the people who actually responded, which and we didn't get a huge, huge response because I put the poll, poll up sort of late, but. You know, I don't know, because I think I think um, from what I see on on social media, there's tons of people talking about boycotting. But then when I actually like walk into people's homes, <laughs> the NFL is on. Right. So, you know, I don't and know. The sports bars are filled. Yeah. I think there's less enthusiasm around it. But I do think that people are going to to watch the NFL. And yeah. I think the people who stick to their guns. For the most part, not everybody, because I know a few football fans that are suffering. But for the most part, the people who are able to give it up weren't huge, huge football fans to begin with. But again, I know that there's some exceptions to those rules. But of the people, and I, again, I can only go by what what I was told privately and publicly. Uh, and it looks like 68% of the people who said that they were going to boycott did in fact boycott week one. I think we'll have to revisit yes. this in a couple of weeks. I think, and again, we're based in Houston, so and I have a lot of Houston people who listen, and if the Texans keep losing, it'll be really <laughs> easy for them to boycott. So I don't know what that says, but I'll keep that question out there, and I'll see what sort of response. And at some point, we'll start to record your responses so we can incorporate those. So, but does it count if like I'm following vicariously through my Facebook feed? Well, a lot of people are doing that because okay. they don't want to give the NFL the satisfaction of having that ratings number. Yeah. Although, you know, I, I don't, Nielsen has not really called me very many times. <laughs> but, I, you know, obviously there are ways to obtain that information. But I do think, I think the buzz is down. I think that the, there's negativity. And here's the, the catch, and the NFL is catching it on both sides. Mm -hmm. Because when players, African-American players continue to protest the anthem, now you have a bunch of people like, oh, I won't watch. I, I retweeted a tweet from a guy, and I, and I had to beg people's pardon because it did use language that I don't use on social media. I Privately, yeah, but not on social media. <laughs> but he, he called a, a player a piece of excrement because mm. he sat. Yes, yes. And did you see that tweet? Yes. And I'm like, really? This, this is where we are? So, so, yeah, of course we don't have a racial problem. When you say that this guy is excrement because he wants to exercise his right to protest. We we have a little bit of a disconnect here. <laughs> There's a major, major problem. But I will be, again, I will be the first to say I thought Colin Kaepernick would be signed. I thought that talent would trump, uh, trump anything else, pun not intended. But I thought that his talent would overcome whatever criticism. But because, again, this is the thing that people forget. While he was protesting, he did be become a starter again in this league. And it wasn't front page news after week one. Yeah. It was like it, uh, America wasn't sitting on pins and needles waiting to watch the 49ers. For the most part, the game carried on and people carried on. So this has been a, a bit of a wake-up call for me. At the end of the day, the reason why I won't boycott is because I think that there are more effective ways to affect the kind of change that he wanted. And he's talking yeah. about police 
injustice. And the other part of that is I think that the NFL has done more to create black millionaires than any other thing that I can think of. You may be the music industry, but a lot of guys sign bad deals. So don't <laughs> believe what you see on the gram. Everybody ain't a millionaire. But these athletes have had generational wealth bestowed on them through the, the game of football. And if that goes away, I mean, I had teammates, and I know people who play the sport that you don't want on the street if they're not playing football. Yeah. And conversely, it, it, it created a ton of opportunities for for people to go to college and better their lives. You look at a guy like Eddie Robinson, he probably would would have been one of the guys who went to college anyway. But a lot of guys weren't would not have been afforded the opportunity to be exposed to higher learning. And again, that's on the college level. But again, those guys go on to become millionaires and make hundreds of thousands of dollars. And and they, in turn, spread the wealth, start businesses, live their dreams out. Some of them go broke. Obviously, we know the cliche. But at the end of the day, even with all of the, the negativity around this particular issue, and I think it is worth fighting for and making noise about. I don't think that we should be silent about this. Yeah. But I think the NFL has done more good than bad for racial equality. I really do. Because, again, not, talent has always ruled out. Really, it has. And, and, yeah, we have exceptions. And we know about the black quarterbacks who weren't allowed to be black quarterbacks. They were, were forced to be play other positions. Warren Moon had to go to Canada before he ever got a shot to be a quarterback. We know about those things. So it's not un precedented but i think by and large you've seen opportunities open up in the front office you look here at the for the new york giants here in houston a number of other places you have black general managers so by and large i think that again the the positives outweigh the negatives although i think again we continue to we need to continue to make noise and protest and make the owners accountable for what they're doing from my vantage point it's, it's very difficult i'm not celebrating that i'm not boycotting but i just think that he knew he knew when he stepped out on that ledge he could be committing career suicide yeah and i, I and i quite frankly think that he probably doesn't mind as much as we think because it's giving him a greater platform Think I don't know. I, I think that it, had he been in the league after a couple of weeks, because he, he's already said he said that he would not kneel again, that he would find another way to protest and it wouldn't be during the anthem. So this is what he has said. So I I don't know. I just I just don't know. It just doesn't make me feel good. That it doesn't make me feel bad that I'm watching football, but at the same time, when people are exercising their right, I, I feel like it's, it is frustrating because I want to be a part of the solution. Uh, although I don't, I just don't think that I'm wrong for watching football. Well, I mean, I think you're in a different position too, as you've said in the past, this is what you do for a living. And so you need to be watching it to speak on it. So we've never actually talked about this and I won't go too deep into the rabbit hole, but I got a real big problem with the NFL as a business. I have a problem with the owners, executives, where they are treating people like commodities. And so when you start doing that, you start looking at the bottom line. So it was never a surprise to me that Colin Kaepernick never got picked up because I felt like that was going to ruin their bottom line and that it was going to cause too much drama and too much trouble. But I mean, but okay, so where is that different than anywhere else in any business? I mean, how many businesses would employ people who would hurt their bottom line? We're all commodities. If I mean, how many people we know have been fired from companies for, because they were, it was a bad PR hit. Think about, you remember the lady who tweeted something about going to Africa, I hope I don't get Ebola or whatever, and by the time she got off the plane, she'd lost her job? Not because she wasn't an effective employee, it was because she was disgusting and that would have brought a lot of pressure on her business for hiring a disgusting person. So, yeah, it, it the visuals don't look good, especially around 
the draft and about the combine where they they're doing heights and weights and they they measuring these guys. And I, I get it, I understand that, but you know you're in the the business of physicality and it, it's kind of a part of it. I don't think I think the NFL is it can be horrible. I, yes. I I think they can be very horrible. I think they they can be very dirty. It's a dirty business but again what business isn't i'm in the entertainment business and i see how for a lot 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 less money i see the dirty uh cutthroat ways that that things get done in the entertainment industry and i i, I get that i think there are businesses that understand people and put people first and not that they nfl needs to but um i think that there are ways that they could have honored what Colin Kaepernick I did. I think what what comes with it is if we show that that we as a consumer are accepting of people's ty- types of protest. Now, does that work if somebody wants to protest the taking down of statues? Now, we would be all over the NFL to kick that guy out. So you, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. And in the NFL, to, to, to the way they do things, they don't want to be controversial at all. Right. And because, again, controversy can cost money. Well, I don't think that they're angels. I don't think, I mean, how many companies are, you know, in the people business? If you go, like, and I say this all the time, I'm in the press box with these guys. And everybody wants to tell Colin Kaepernick, or, you know, wants to say, hey, every black player in the NFL should support Colin Kaepernick and take a knee. Well, at the same time, nobody's taking a knee in the press box. That's right. Because, again, you don't want to jeopardize your job. If you work somewhere and everybody's doing the Pledge of Allegiance or whatever, you're not going to be the one to sit down and not do it. During the moment of silence, you're not going to start singing. I think it's easy because sports is a microcosm of the greater society around us. But when you really, really look at it, how much worse is the NFL than any other company? I mean, look at the companies that won't hire people for 40 hours. Because they don't want to pay for insurance, so they'll they'll hire double the part time employees, so they don't have to offer benefits. That's dirty. You look at these companies that are taking their the, their production out of the country to go exploit other cultures, so you can go make your iPhone in China. Well, you know, for for fifteen cents on the dollar. So who's really innocent here? The difference is is that we don't willingly watch them from Sunday until. Whatever but we willingly day. buy an iPhone. I guarantee yeah, you that. Absolutely, yes, we, right. we didn't have an <laughs> unveil today. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to be standing in line for our iPhone. Nobody's asking about the Chinese people that live yep. in these dormitories. They're getting beaten for, to do to work for that these slave dying. wages. So, and again, I'm not speaking factual. I mean, I don't know what they do for sure. <laughs> I don't want people, the iPhone folks. They come at you. Come at you, don't take huh? my Take my podcast <laughs> off iTunes. I'm sorry, iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm just saying, I mean, and again, I'm being hyperbolic a little bit for effect, for the sake of conversation. So, you know, nobody's innocent. Yeah. And, and I, I think you, we should work to make the world a better world in all areas. Let's not just say this one is bad and, oh, we everybody else is okay. And that has been my one biggest thing is I've had a problem with the NFL for years and I still watch. So this is not going to be the hill I'm going to die on. Well, with that, want to go to a segment we call Sports E. This week in Sports E. Entertainment. Entertainment. is for entertainment. All right, LeVar Ball is back in sports entertainment. He is giving Treat Yourself a whole new meaning. During a live Q&A session, Ball revealed he is designing his own signature shoe, 
the LeVar Ichis. There's no release date, but it did come with a price tag, $1,500. If that seems excessive, don't worry, the T-Wolves Taj Gibson thinks so too. When asked by TMZ if he would be purchasing a pair, he quickly dismissed the idea but said, I'll probably show support. I mean, I think that we've had a respite from LeVar Ball talk, and I think he felt that. So I think he felt compelled to (laughs) burst back onto the scene because we are a month away from basketball training camp. He knew I was coming back to the podcast, so he had to get back in it. Yeah, I mean, he wins. We're talking about him. Yep, that's right. So even if you are boycotting, you know that the NFL is back to low ratings and without Colin Kaepernick. And celebs are getting more vocal as the season ramps up. Steph Curry was at the 49ers-Panthers game at Levi Stadium and posted a picture of the field with the caption of hashtag free cap. The day before, he spoke with the Charlotte Observer saying he definitely should be in the NFL. I say the difference between an NFL protest and an NBA protest, guaranteed contracts. And these guys are guaranteed their money, so they can step out on any ledge that they want to. So, And actually, so um, Tom Brady was asked about this, too. Did you hear about that? No, I'm sure he had no comment. Well, just about. He uh, So Cap actually supported you know, Tom Brady during Deflategate, but uh, Tom Brady responded back with, he doesn't really give him much thought during this time of year. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, that's, and ever since they, they found out that he and Trump, he said something about he and Trump were friends. And Black Twitter and everybody else got a hold of him. He let that go quick. Mm-hmm. And he's now he's apolitical. That's right. I mean, you gotta be. Again, you know. So back from retirement, Marshawn Lynch won't be seen just on the field. Facebook Inc. has paid Time Warner millions of dollars to feature the now Raiders running back in a reality show on Facebook's new TV platform, Watch. The original show is entitled No Script and will be starring Marshawn Lynch this month in 15-minute episodes. So don't worry, his raw style will be on display. The president of Bleacher Report, Rory Brown, says that I wouldn't be shocked if that ends up being censored. Yeah, it'll have to be because he's from Oaktown. He's he's raw. He's raw with it. But, hey, I I, you know, I don't know how much I want to pay attention to him doing anything running football these days, but... He has created a cult following, so I'm sure enough people, I'll peek in on it, and if something really big happens, believe me, social media will let us know, and we'll all be tuning well, in. Well, what, what really big can happen in 10, 15 minutes? Well, I mean, hey, a lot, <laughs> a lot can happen in 10 or 15 minutes in a lot of areas, especially on social media. So yeah, um, we'll have to see you know, what happens with that. But again, it's good to see him on the field, and he's going to have a great year. I just, man, he, man, he runs so hard. I love the way he runs the football. And finally, congrats to Kobe Bryant. The Lakers will retire Bryant's jersey during a special ceremony right before the Lakers-Warriors December 18th game. No news yet on which of his two jerseys is going up in fame. Yeah, uh, well, I'll tell you what, people are asking for both of them to go up. I think, but I, I think it has to be 24, I think. Why? Why? I mean, that's when his greatest success happened. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I, I think then again, I'm not up. sure. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I mean, whatever they decide to do, I'm sure it'll be Kobe's decision. What with that? Uh, before I let go. Before I let go. Before I let go. Hey, want to thank you guys for your support. Thanks for listening. Want to remind you guys, you can reach out to us on social media, on Instagram. Sports talk with D Wade. And if you want to get to Kalina, so Cali. 
At SoCali and then on Twitter too, right? Uh, and also the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group and page. You can tweet me at Wade's Word. I'll be tweeting quite a bit uh, on Sundays throughout the afternoon. Uh, so I'll have plenty to say. Some you'll like, and I'm sure some you won't like. And if you're boycotting, uh, you may not like any of it. But nonetheless, I want to thank you guys so much. Remember to subscribe. Also, in addition to that, comment. Make sure you make some comments, share with friends, and to tell people from around the country. We want to make this thing as big and uh, as fun as we can, and the more, the merrier. Getting out of here. But until next time, as always, have a great day.